Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 8 a.m. December the 4th, 2022. Bill 23, the More Homes Built Faster Act. Thank you for joining me. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I hope your weekend is going really great for you. It is Sunday, the 4th of December. I did a show last night, a really short show. And um, just basically, you know, checking out the sound, make sure everything is... is uh, uh, going all right, going all right, and that. So you can check out that episode. Um, also, um, now for the very first time, you can see me. Just go on YouTube, search the Truckers Podcast FYI. There's two videos up there. Uh, one video I did on homelessness. And the other one is about this upcoming episode. And, um, yeah, not just about, you know, telling you that uh, when my shows will be next here on Podbean, but also on YouTube in a live video stream. So go and check that out. Now, the controversial... Bill 23. And it's about our green belt protected lands that the Ontario government wants to build more homes. And they're going to use their powers to do so. And from cities and municipalities are telling the government that you don't need to build on these protected lands. We have plenty of land to build homes. So on October the 25th, the government of Ontario tabled Bill 23, the More Homes Build Faster Act. It's an ambitious bill proposing sweeping changes to the province's natural heritage and land use planning legislation and policy. And overall, Bill 23 and associated policies remove and weaken environmental protections to diminish, to diminish the role of Ontario lands use planning and decision making. Now, what this bill also does 
is it's going to remove requirements for public meetings on certain planning matters. Matters. It will also remove people's rights to appeal planning decisions. Examples, official plans, zoning bylaws, <clears throat> minor variances, and the community members and groups will be kept in the dark and no longer be able to participate in the challenge development decisions affecting their neighborhoods or local farmland and natural areas. You know, it's kind of like when the Ontario government used the notwithstanding clause on the uh, teacher support workers basically didn't want to hear their 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 um, negotiations and didn't want them to go on strike so they put in the notwithstanding clause preventing them from doing that <clears throat> this is kind of like the same thing not giving the the, the general public um, any voice and what, what the government does here in Ontario. And I thought when we have free, fair in elections and we elect people to run the province, that they were to listen to the people who votes and voted for you. Thought that, that how that's how that was supposed to work. Apparently to Doug Ford, it doesn't work that way. He just seems to do as he pleases because he has a majority government. He doesn't need the backing of any other party. So he can go ahead and pass any bill he feels like. And this also strips powers from the conservation authorities. Conservation authorities, permits, etc., regarding water taking interference with rivers, creeks, streams, water, uh, water courses, wetlands, floods or erosion control will no longer be required to develop projects approved under the Planning Act. In other words, the power of the uh, conservation authority to regulate or uh, prohibit development on the negatively impacts wetlands, rivers, and streams would be undermined. And the conservation authorities will no longer be able to consider pollution or conservation of lands when using or refusing to use permits. Yeah, we need more homes built. We have plenty of other land to use. And these more homes built, you know, the Premier of Ontario, um, affordable housing? What is affordable housing? I really don't know. The average house where I live the average price of house where I live <clears throat> is approximately $640,000. That's unaffordable for a lot of people. So what price 
price tags are going to be put on these homes? I have no idea. And also, this affects the regional planning cast. It casts that aside. And the planning powers of seven regional municipalities um, would be removed. Coordinated regional planning to protect farmland and natural areas to determine optimal locations for development and infrastructure and to effectively deliver municipal services would be eliminated. These changes on top of the reduced powers of the uh, conservation authorities would lead to uncoordinated piecemeal planning across the greater Golden Golden Horseshoe down around Niagara Falls. And our wetlands and our natural heritage is also under attack by this conservative government here in Ontario. In accompanying the proposed legislation changes listed above are several proposed policy changes that would have a profound and devastating impact on Ontario's natural heritage. Government is proposing to replace the provincial policy statement, which currently requires natural heritage systems planning and provides strong protections for Ontario's farmland and natural heritage. And it's also including the provincially significant wetlands, woodlands, and wildlife habitat. And on the table is a new planning policy instrument that would remove or streamline existing policies to facilitate development. So we're going to be saying goodbye to our wetlands and the natural heritage. Sounds just like that's going to happen. And the government wants to overhaul the wetland evaluation system for identifying provincially significant wetlands, ensuring that very few wetlands would be deemed provincially significant in the future. So that means they can use that land too to build more homes on. And further, many, if not most existing, protected uh, wetlands and natural heritage could lose the destination because of the changes and if so would no longer benefit from the high level protection that it that is designated currently provides now how about, you know, other policies to in efforts to compensate for the loss of the wetlands, um, the woodlands and other natural areas as a result of development? Offsetting involves extremely risky trade-offs where existing natural areas are sacrificed on the premise that they can be recreated or restored elsewhere. And the loss is certain while timely compensation is only but guaranteed. In fact, over 30 years of experience with wetland offsetting in the United States, Canada and elsewhere indicates that offsetting is seldom successful in fully compensating for the loss of wetland area, functions and values. 
in the very possibility of setting is likely to push the floodgates of destruction wide open. And especially since the proposed includes a pay to slay natural heritage compensation fund and developers would be allowed to destroy wetlands, woodlands and other wildlife habitats as long as they pay into the fund. This is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, good morning. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Hope you're having a really good weekend. So, uh, at the beginning of my show, um, I mentioned, and for the very first time, you will be able to see me live, well, not live, but in a video recorded episodes on YouTube. You just go to YouTube, go to the search, Truckers Podcast FYI. There's two videos up there. One, I did a video on homelessness, and the other video was talking about this morning show. And that's how not only, you know, telling you what my next show will be on here on Podbean, but also I'll be posting videos up on YouTube for the upcoming episodes of the Truckers Podcast. So you can go uh, check that out. So this morning, um, this controversial, it's really controversial, this, this, this Bill 23, More Homes Built Faster Act from the Ontario government. Um, basically, you know, wiping out uh, legislation on our wetlands, our greenlands, um, woodlands, and any other natural areas to build more homes, to build more homes faster, according to the Ontario government. And this takes away a lot of uh, authority um, from the Conservation Authority. And what this also does uh, briefly is that um, it also takes away um, any requirements for public meetings on certain planning matters. It would also remove people people's right to appeal planning decisions um, and by any plans of zoning bylaws and community me- and community members and groups will be kept in the dark and no longer be able to participate in the challenge development decisions affecting their neighborhoods or local farmland and natural areas. This is what this bill is going to do. Right, like I said earlier too, it's like like the notwithstanding clause in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. You know, taking people's rights away uh, for, for collective bargaining in unions. You know, and this bill, this is, you know, and he might as well just be using the notwithstanding clause, you know, and, and changing and changing things in the, in, in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, too, because you know what? People do have the right to be um, involved in, in government decisions. 
according to the Ontario government, that's not the case. You know, talked about uh, stripping down the powers of the conservation authorities. You know, all these lands, all this property, you know, all this natural areas, all these protected farmlands and so on are now under the threat of being developed. And people are calling on the government and, and uh, municipalities and cities are calling on the government saying, no, we have other plenty of land that we can build on. But the Premier of Ontario just doesn't want to listen. You know, and I said earlier too, I said, I thought when, when we vote, when we go to the polls and vote, and we put somebody in charge that you're also supposed to listen to the people. See, when you have a majority government, you don't need other support from other parties. You can go ahead and pass the bills. You can go ahead and, and, and the language in the bills, I'm just saying basically what I said here, that nobody is going to have a say and what the government does with these protected lands. You know, and, and in that uh, video that I posted up on YouTube last night, um, there's a, a three or four slides um, showing um, wetlands and, and heritage lands and, and protected um, farmlands that the government now wants to develop. Yeah, I get it that we need more homes. And this is, you know, this, this Build More Homes Faster Act you know, and, and he's talking about it's supposed to be affordable housing. And I'm thinking, well, what the hell is affordable housing? You know, in the city where, where, I, where I reside, you know, the average house, you know, starts at $640,000 and up from there. That's not affordable for a lot of people. So what's going to be affordable? 400,000, 300,000, 200,000. We have to wait to see what the government thinks is affordable. You know, because the builders, what are they going to build? You know, they're going to build four bedroom homes, five bedroom homes. Now, now, 
couple comments here. This one comment here, you know, humans are not the only beings on our planet. Run, don't walk to stop Bill 23. You know, it's so important that, you know, they designated all these areas and they call it the green belt for, for protection. The more greenery, the better, right? Healthier for the environment. More trees is better for other habitats. No, the government just wants to go and go in and destroy these areas and build on all these protected lands when we have plenty of other land that we can build on. I don't like it. You know, when governments just all of a sudden, you know, they just turn and say, the hell with everybody else. I don't care if you voted for me or not. I'm going to do as I damn well please. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, the Premier of Ontario got a lot of backlash when he invoked the, uh, the uh, notwithstanding clause, which what that does is remove things and rights from the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. He might as well just went, he might as well just went and done that again. You know, if the government doesn't want to, uh, like for, for instance, with the teachers, uh, the teachers, uh, support workers, um, well, Roughly about three weeks ago, um, they were in, in contract talks with the government. And so what does the government do? <clears throat> nope. I'm going to vote the notwithstanding clause. And you can't strike. And we are going to uh, put this contract on here. And it stays on there for the next five years. Didn't want to negotiate nothing. The, the right, the right to for collective agreements. The right to strike. They couldn't because he used the notwithstanding clause. But then he, then he removed it because there was a huge uproar from all union unions, not just here in, in Ontario, but right across Canada, that the overreach of government. So he removed the notwithstanding clause and then went back into collective bargaining and they come up with a deal. But because the government has a majority government, he doesn't need any other support from any other party to pass a bill 
whether people think it's it's a good bill or it's a bad bill or whatever the case may be, he can go ahead and pass it. And this is exactly what he has done this time. But this time, threatening our wetlands, our woodlands, and other protected habitats all around the province of Ontario to build more homes. It's absolutely ridiculous. So what do we do as, as, as the voters? People are out there already protesting about it. That's all you can do. And whether that gets, you know, whether, uh, yeah, he hears your voice. And, and other authorities out there are, are saying, look, you know what? This is just absolutely ridiculous. To, to undermine democracy and that would remove the requirements for public meetings on certain planning matters. It would also remove people's rights to appeal planning decisions, planning zones and bylaws and community members and groups would be kept in the dark and no longer be able to participate in the challenge of, develop, of development decisions affecting their neighborhoods, local farmlands, and natural areas. This is what this bill is going to do. You know, I've watched the Ontario legislation every now and again and the premier, and the premier, you know, sitting in his chair like a bump on a log. He'd sit there with his arms crossed, and you know, listening to the opposition, and you know, and he's got this kind of, you know, looking around, kind of like scorning people. You know, it's like you got to be kidding me here. You know. And it's like <clears throat> just the same thing he did when it, when it, when he when he invoked the notwithstanding clause. Taking away the right to strike. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, last night too. You know, I was looking at uh, looking at uh, of other uh, photos of the wetlands and and all the green space and all the protected areas around Ontario. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, and like in other natural areas that eventually could be developed under this bill. And this, and this one comment on here, like I said, 
You know, humans are not the only beings on this planet. But all the all the other um, animal life. All this green space that we need, all the trees that we need, you know, is now under threat. Yeah, we need more homes. We need affordable homes. And we need affordable rent. We need to get our health care in order. And we need to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others. Whether he'll make any changes to this to to this bill twenty three. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, there there were um, <clears throat> other areas that that um, uh, builders uh, bought up some land. Um, now, whether they were given heads up by the government, you know, the premier's buddies. Um, that's actually being looked into, you know, whether they are going to be benefiting from this bill 23 or not, you know, and this here too, um, so the loss, they're saying the loss of these, uh, of these lands I just talk about is certain. And while timely compensation is anything but guaranteed. In fact, over 30 years of experience with wetland offsetting in the United States, Canada, and elsewhere indicates that offsetting is seldom success, uh, successful in fully compensating for the loss of the wetland areas, functions, and values. And it's very possibly of offsetting is likely to push the floodgates into destruction wide open. And it would to destroy the wetlands, the woodlands and other wildlife habitats as long as they pay. And, and as long as they pay into the fund, you know, so compensation, the natural heritage compensation fund developers would be allowed to, do the, to, do this, uh, to destroy wetlands woodlands and other wildlife habitats as long as they pay into the fund. How does that work for you? It's absolutely ridiculous. They had, like I said, in, 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 in the big cities, you know, around uh, Toronto and, and down towards uh, the Niagara region, um, there's plenty of, there's plenty of land, um, that can be used to build on. And you leave these protected lands alone. 
our health care, our education. our immigration, you know, I mean, we, more people coming into Canada, that's great. But where, like, I mean, even right now, I mean, where are we going to put them? I mean, affordability and, and housing and, and, and rent and rent costs and everything else like that is just way beyond the charts. We can't even take care of ourselves, you know, the homeless people. To get them off the streets. To get them help. Because it's not, it's not just about housing somebody. You know, then it's going to involve other services, you know, uh, drug addiction services. One-on-one life planning, one-on-one life skills in order to take care of yourself. You know, people on a disability... You know, rent has to be paid first. In the healthcare system, it's in dire straits. It really is. We're supposed to have one of the healthcare systems in the world. The shortage of nurses has is, is, is never been seen like this before. Children's hospital, children's hospitals are working at 120%. They're at 120% capacity of moving children into adult wards. We can't keep up. And you hear stories of people waiting to, 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 to see somebody in the emergency department for, uh, you know, over 20 hour wait times. In some areas, it's even longer. We got a lot of other problems to fix and we just keep putting more problems on top of our problems. Eventually it's all just gonna come crumbling down on top of us. You know, we have a government that is just going to pass these, these these bills and nobody's going to have a say. I mean, what kind of bills are you gonna, is he going to pass with our health care? And other important infrastructure. You know, sometimes, you know, our, our, our government, your government or whatever like that does the right things. And then they 
come up with some crazy ideas and come up with another another bill, another new law. And they can pass it because, like I said, they have a majority government and the legislature. They don't need the support. And whether people think it's controversial, whether people don't like it, they're going to pass the bill anyways because they can. Not, but not giving, you know, people to, 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 Uh, not giving the people the right for public meetings on certain planning matters. And keeping special community members and groups would be kept in the dark and no longer be able to participate or challenge development decisions. I mean, what what kind of fucking bill is this? You know, the, the Alberta, the Alberta government, the new premier there, you know, is having a tantrum, you know, over federal laws, you know, and, and she's getting a lot of tongue lashing lately. You know, I mean, what the hell's going on with our premiers, you know, here, here in Ontario, Canada? I mean, they just get up on the wrong side of the bed one day and just say to hell with everybody. I'm going to do what I want today. You know, because I'm the premier. I'm going to put on my big boy pants. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to table all these bills and look at the ones that I think that's going to piss people off and we're going to make that law. still getting a lot of backlash about it how long this is you know gonna go on I don't know is he gonna turn around and, and make some changes I don't know that's all up in the air I guess we'll just have to wait and, and you know see where the chips fall Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Now, lots of people they, you know, they say hundreds rally across the province to uh, to defend the green belt from uh, development. That's probably like thousands, not hundreds. Kill Bill Twenty Three, save the green belt. Repeal Bill Twenty Three, save the green belt. 
you know, he, um, he said, you know, back, you know, on his first time when he was elected, you know, over five years ago, you know, that he wasn't going to touch the green belt areas. And now he's opening up the green belt to 50,000 homes. And he's told us voters of Ontario he wasn't going to do that. And then he turns out and he turns around and does it several months into his mandates. Now, We do need, you know, we need near and we need long-term plans and we need solutions with this housing shortage. And we need to deal with the growth fuel demand for housing that we know is coming. Now, like I said, you know, the opposition, you know, they're focusing, they're focusing on what it considers an incursion into the green belt and also on the ties between the government and majority proper property uh, developers. And the concerning is that the government is choosing to open up the green belt areas where there are nine developers who own land there and gave over 520,000 to the to the party since 2014 and you can almost think is there something going on here now you know, this is over the weekend here too, you know, with demonstrations are going on and continuing today, Sunday. You know, and, and, and you know, people wanna people wanna go and do that, that's great. You know, I go out there and protest, that's great. What we should do maybe is we should put tents on the premier's lawn in front of his house. And stay and sleep out on his front lawn. That's a good, that's a good demonstration. That's a good protest. Affordable housing is what we need. And I really believe that these homes that they want to build 
this green land and green belts that they, they, they want to build on are not going to be affordable housing. These are going to probably be million dollar homes. Affordable housing is where someone can actually afford can afford a mortgage and not being more than 30% of their income. Affordable housing today, what would what it would look like today? Affordable housing, two hundred thousand would be affordable. For a lot of people. Anything, anything, you know, above 400,000 and you get into five, $600,000 homes and to buy a $650,000 home in the city where I reside, you need to be making a five figure income. You need to be making $150,000, $160,000 a year. People making $20, $22 an hour, whatever the case may be, that's not $150,000 a year. And people aren't moving because they can't afford to buy anywhere. So people are looking to rent places. You can't rent really anywhere because nobody's moving. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of affordable housing is going to be. 50,000 homes. Opening up in the open up in the green belt for 50,000 homes. So what is each and every one of those homes going to be worth? Be interesting to see. Now, the government's position is that it's necessary to spend up uh, to speed up the home construction amid an affordable uh, an affordable uh, crisis, and as the government po- and as the province's population grows, we expect that our, here in Ontario, we expect the population is growing is going to grow by over two million people by twenty thirty one, and we expect the approximately one point five million of that will be right here in the in the greater uh golden horseshoe around like around niagara falls so by um 2031 the population here in ontario is going to is going to grow by over two million people and that given birth you know, uh, uh, given uh, uh, immigration uh, and stuff like that, 
yeah, more than likely it is going to be like that. But what is going to be affordable? What do they think what affordability is? What do you think affordability is? What 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 price tag would you put on a home that you that you think that you're able to buy? I don't know. I guess, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I guess we're going to have to see, you know, what's going to take place. I mean, he's, you know, the, the Premier of Ontario, I mean, he's, he's not going to back down from this. You know, and it's a, and it's a real shame you know, to, to see, you know, land that was destined and, and, and is protected, you know, now that's all just torn up and, and that would be used for, for uh, development and all this green space and wetlands and woodlands are under threat of disappearing. Unbelievable. Now, earlier, well, the beginning yeah, earlier started my show. Um, well, I'll let you know, and for everybody joining me here this morning, now for the very first time, you, the listeners, can see me on YouTube. I put up two videos one was on homelessness is on homelessness and the other one i did last night to talk about this upcoming episode here on the truckers podcast so you can go to youtube search the truckers podcast fyi and you can see the two videos you can like share comment be gentle. These are my very first ones that I ever did, but I will not, I will not be doing live shows on YouTube. My live shows will always continue here on Podbean. And yes, I will be telling you my next episode when it will be here on Podbean and it'll also be in video on YouTube. 
So thank you for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And the week ahead. And there's another topic I did want to talk about uh, for like, for the next for the next show. And I'm just going to take a look at it to make sure that this is the right one. As soon as it pops up here, so just pop up here. Oh, yes, it is. Yep. So this uh, next episode on the Truckers Podcast, FYI. Um, Talk about the soaring prices, prices in the north. And it's staggering. And I'll also look and I'll also look at uh, um, what kind of what prices differences are, what they were before all this inflation just hit us. Um, cause it's always, you know, in, in our, in our, in our Northern territories, it's always been expensive up there. And now it's just ridiculous. I think it's bad here in the big cities, you know, on, on prices, you know, um, in Northern Canada. Yeah, it's. It's staggering. So we'll get to that show and we will do that show. You know, like I said, you know, I would like, I would like to be out here, you know, throughout the week, but I cannot guarantee you that, you know, because of my hours that I work, you know, for instance, Friday just passed. I started work at 6.30 in the morning. I didn't walk into the, I didn't walk into my front door until eight o'clock Friday night. So I can't tell you, oh, I'm gonna do a show Monday night or Tuesday or Wednesday and stuff like that. I cannot, you know, if I put that up there and I put it out there and then you want to come and listen to my show at a certain time. And it's the show is going to start shortly. Then it never does because it never made it back home. Next Saturday morning, ladies and gentlemen, at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will talk about the soaring prices in Canada's north. Then I will also put a video up on YouTube mentioning that show for next Saturday at 8 a.m. And you'll be able to go there and check that out. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this morning. Like I said, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy 
the rest of the, for the new week coming up. And we'll be back out here next Saturday at 8 a.m. Until then, take care and be safe. This is the Truckless Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Take care and thank you.